Covenant Podcast exists to equip listeners with theological content from a 1689 Baptist perspective. We pray you find this resource edifying, faithful to Scripture, and Christ-exalting. Now, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of The Covenant Podcast. The Covenant Podcast exists to equip listeners with theological content from a 1689 Baptist perspective. I'm here with my co-host, Pastor Jimmy Johnson of Vista Baptist Church in Vista, Missouri. And today we have uh, the privilege to speak with Darren Gilchrist as uh, interviewee to the Covenant Podcast. So welcome to the show, brother. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and the topic of our conversation today is going to be uh, Broken Wharf. That is the title of our episode, Broken Wharf with Darren Gilchrist. But uh, Darren, before we begin to address our topic for this conversation, uh, we like to do this with all of our first-time interviewees on the show. Uh, would you just uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and uh, what the Lord's doing through the work of your hands? Uh, yeah, so uh, as you said, my name's Darren Gilchrist. I live in Bury in Greater Manchester in the UK. Uh, I'm a member at uh, Trinity Grace in, unfortunately named Ramsbottom in Greater Manchester. And um, I'm originally from the States, from your neck of the woods um, in Rolla, Missouri, but uh, I eventually moved to um, Christ Church, New Albany in Mississippi. Um, and the church there eventually sent me to uh, Cardiff, Wales in 2010. Cardiff is the capital city of Wales. Uh, I was the assistant there at St. Mellon's Baptist Church while I was doing some studies at, um, well, it was called West then, I think it's called Union now. Um, and then uh, I eventually married married into the tribe. So uh, my wife is from Cardiff uh, and we have three children. Uh, the church there eventually uh, sent me to North Wales to pastor for a few years. Um, and then uh, we moved back down to Cardiff. And then f- during COVID, we moved to Greater Manchester uh, to the church here, um, where we heard that there was a church here that was seeking to be confessional. And um, and so we wanted to be a part of the, the church here. So uh, during that time, uh, I was asked if I'd be willing to head up a confessional Baptist resource base in the UK uh, while the, the, the church there um, looks to send me back into the ministry. And uh, so, yeah, so I've been doing that since about 2021, and we officially launched um, Broken Wharf, uh, launched in uh, January of this year. So since you mentioned Broken Wharf there at our end, can, or at, there at the end, can you let our audience know what the Broken Wharf is and and just tell our audience about this work you've begun. Uh, yeah, so Broken Wharf is a, a distinctly confessional Baptist resource base um, in the UK. Um, we're seeking to um, provide and distribute and publish um, various different resources uh, based upon the 1689 Confession. Um, for a number of years over here in the UK, it was sort of a almost a running joke that it was hard to get these kind of materials over here, a lot of the stuff being produced in the States, which we're thankful for. Um, but this is the home of our confession, and you would have thought more was being done over here, but it hasn't been. Um, and so, uh, though we're thankful for the work that the guys in the States are doing, we also wanted to combine distributing 
books that are becoming more and more available there with uh, material that is being published from a distinctly UK context. Um, we're seeking to um, meet the needs in the UK and Europe in particular. That's where we see a great need. And, um, and so that's sort of why we started up and, um, and we're continuing to build, build that work. So uh, the title of this episode and uh, the title of the, the work is Broken Wharf. Where does this name come from and uh, why have you chosen it for this work? Yeah, so um, if you're familiar at all with the uh, Second London Baptist Confession, you'll know that there's a number of signatories on there. And one of the top ones, if not the top one, is um, it's the, the name Hansard Knowles comes up and he was pastoring at a meeting house um, on the River Thames in London uh, with another pastor there named Robert Steed. And both of those men were pastoring this church who were meeting at a meeting house at an area called Broken Wharf. And um, Broken Wharf's still there to the today. Uh, it, you know, it's just a road at the moment. There's a few nice restaurants and stuff along the Thames. And, um, but yeah, so that was where they were meeting. So when in 1689, uh, the messengers from, I think it was more than a hundred churches came together together to formally confess together the Second London Baptist Confession. Uh, they met together at Hansard Knowles and Robert Steed's church there at Broken Wharf. And so we wanted to make it absolutely clear about what we were about, uh, a biblical, confessional, historical faith that we were seeking to promote that, uh, you know, so that there's, we're, we're not doing anything novel here in that sense. So you mentioned earlier that you or that the Broken Wharf mainly sets out to to um, produce as well as to distribute resources from a 1689 perspective. Um, what are some of the forthcoming resources or projects that, that are going to be released? And also, what are some of the other resources that you distribute? Uh, yeah, so I'll answer the last question first. So currently we've got um, a number of books. Uh, many of you would be familiar with uh, Reformed Baptist Academic Press and a few titles from Solid Ground, um, as well as um, RHB and a few others. And um, so we're distributing those books. We're warehousing them, distributing them. Um, but we also have uh, content available that we're producing. We have the Broken Wharf pamphlet, with, which is our blog, uh, with a number of series on the go at the moment. Um, with that, uh, we also produce a, a monthly sort of news from the wharf, what's going on sort of from back office point of view and different things that are happening there. Um, we've recently launched the Broken Wharf podcast as well. So that's now... Uh, you know, having its, uh, well, settling down as it were. And um, yeah, that again, that all of these things are, are being done from where we're seeking to kind of keep the context to the UK and Europe, though we're not, you know, adverse to, you know, being a help to others as well. It's just that that's where we see the need. So, um, but yeah, so that's what we're currently doing. Um, we also have obviously, you know, a, a helpful online confession that you can kind of go through and look at and we want to develop that a little bit more as time goes on uh there's a number of digital projects that we're currently sort of thinking through but um nothing firm at the moment um and then in terms of publications um we we 
we are seeking to uh, publish a number of books. Um, one of them is uh, Jim Renahan's um, expositions that are currently coming out with founders. We're going to do those through Broken Wharf. We've been uh, sort of working with Jim and with founders to to be able to to publish that with Broken Wharf so that it's easier to access here in the UK and Europe. Um, as well as that, we have a new edition um, coming out of a book called Preaching as the Primary Means of Grace, which I think you may have done an interview with, Julius Santiago. Yeah, good. Uh, so we've done a new edition of that. Um, we have also um, begun work on a four-volume set of the life and selected work works of uh, Benjamin Badome or Badom, however you want to put it, uh, with Dr. Jason Montgomery. Um, another title that is currently being edited at the moment is a, an extensive history of the story of uh, Trinity Baptist Church in Nairobi in Kenya, done by Keith Underhill, who is a bit of a legend in UK circles, you know, reform circles. Um, and he, yeah, he spent a, a good number of years, his life's work was in Kenya, um, seeking to build reformed confessional churches there. And uh, it's a kind of history of, of uh, missions done from a confessional Baptist conviction and what that looked like in the context of Nairobi and, and further afield there. Uh, as well as that, we have a number of historical reproduction works that are being worked on, uh, as well as some new reprints of more modern books that, that are in the works. So quite quite a lot on the, on the table to get done. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're excited to hear about some of these resources that uh, the Broken Wharf is providing. I just wanted to ask a follow-up question. Hopefully it won't mm. uh, throw you too much of a curveball. One no of the worries. resources that you mentioned that the Broken Wharf provides is the blog uh, and the podcast. So can you just mm. tell us uh, a little bit about uh, some of the contributors to to the blog? Who, who has been writing some of those articles? And uh, maybe you can give us a sample size of... Uh, some of the stuff that's been released thus far, if you're able to recall. Yeah, yeah. So um, we started off, and, and I think we're still at the moment, doing um, three blog series um, during the month. So, so one, one a week for three, um, three weeks of the month. Uh, one of them is a sort of a pastoral overview of the 1689. So not really going massively in depth to each chapter, but just kind of... Uh, an overview of each chapter. It's done by a very encouraging brother in the west of Wales, uh, a, a man that I met some years ago, and we've continued to to develop a, a really encouraging relationship. But he's a man there in West Wales seeking to be confessional. Um, I know we'll get on to talking about some of these things a little bit later, but um, there are parts of the UK which are especially quite spiritually bleak, and West Wales is one of those places. Um, I mean, you're talking now almost borderline pioneer missions environments um, in that part of Wales. And he's been there for about 25 years and um, is really seeking to be confessional. So he wanted to do a, an overview of the confession of each chapter really for his church. But he wanted to, um, you know, we asked him if he'd do this as a blog series first, and we can kind of work with him on that. Uh, another series that we have is uh, Treasure Worth Seeking, which is done by another encouraging brother from 
uh, Loughborough in uh, Christchurch, Loughborough, which is sort of south of us um, here in Manchester. And uh, a man named Johnny Woodrow is is doing that blog series where that's a bit more of a uh, you know, let's sink your teeth in into some real theological things. He's going through sort of systematics and what is systematic theology and answering that question. How does that relate, relate to confessions and how does that then apply to, to churches? Um, why is it important for churches to confess the faith together? Um, and then another series that we've just recently started at the moment is um, a, a, a short series on uh, the Holy Spirit in the confession of faith. Uh, there's not a chapter on the Holy Spirit. So does that mean that we don't believe in the Holy Spirit or, or what? So it's that kind of question that is uh, is being asked. Now that's being done by Brett Shaw, who is a brother from the States who's moved over here a little over a year or so ago uh, to help with some of the developments that are that's happening here. And, and he's kindly offered to to, to do that series. And another series in the Broken Wharf pamphlet that's finished now is um, uh, was done by a man named John Palmer, who's a retired minister here in the UK, who basically just did sort of some historical extracts from Benjamin Keach's Travels of True Godliness. Uh, so that's the Broken Wharf pamphlet. Uh, the Broken Wharf podcast at the moment, um, they're currently looking at issues to do with the confession of faith. Again, we'll probably talk about this in just a moment, but uh, there's a lot of questions dis- that are quite important, you know, across the pond as well as here. But there are some very distinct questions that people are asking on this side of the pond, um, which uh, Broken Wharf is is seeking through their podcast to kind of answer those questions. So, yeah, that was a helpful um, addendum to the resources, so that way our listeners mm-hmm. could potentially go and. Uh, be interested in, in reading uh, some of the things that the Broken Ward is uh, providing through both mm-hmm. written and uh, audible listening materials. Um, I know something that you're passionate about is uh, missions and uh, what the Lord is doing in the United Kingdom. That's already been evident in uh, your, your answers thus far. And you mentioned that you were sent out by a church in the States to, to go over there and move there and uh, you've married into family there. So um, can you just update our audience about things that the Lord is doing right now in the United Kingdom? Yeah, that's a massive question, isn't it? Um, And a lot of it, and I I know you'll be quite familiar with this, but a lot of it depends on the perspective from which you're you're speaking. Uh, From a confessional Baptist perspective, to be quite honest, things are quite um, thin on the ground over here. Um, I mean, that's true across the board, even amongst broad evangelicalism. Things are quite, you know, spiritually bleak, um, although there are some encouraging spots. Oftentimes when I talk to guys in the States, um, I oftentimes, and you, you will, you'll know this because you're from living in Missouri, uh, Jimmy and Austin from, from Missouri. When you're in the kind of the part of the States where there's still quite a lot of religion, um, from a distance, you can almost imagine that part of the States or the Bible Belt even as sort of like a part of the vineyard that's quite, um, it, 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 from a distance, it looks quite green and there's a lot of, of, of plants, you know. And you get up close though and you realize a lot of it is like a lot of weeds. And if you were to pull out 
a lot of the weeds, you'd find actually there's not as much life as we probably think there is. Over here, it's a part of the vineyard which is quite rocky, and there's not much plant life full stop. There's not much life anything. Occasionally, between a crack in the ground, you might find a little flower popping up. You know, that kind of explains the, the, the UK and the spiritual and moral state of the UK, even amongst evangelicals over here who historically have been connected with uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, which is the circles that I sort of came from in, in Wales and um, was influenced by. Um, I, I didn't come to confessional Baptist convictions until after I moved to the UK, which I'm very thankful for in many ways, because again, I know you'll be aware of this, but oftentimes in the States, things can be quite trendy. And being 1689 can be quite trendy. And come on, let's get a 1689 tattoo on our arm and call ourselves confessional. And that, you know, fair play and more power to you, you know. Uh, but I do find that over here at the moment, the questions that are being asked about confession and, and the, the desire for churches to be confessional is born not more, not so much out of a, um, something that 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 we can just do it, it's it's born out of something that is absolutely needed we've got ourselves in such a sorry state in the uk as evangelicals that when covid hit it brought so much so much of that to the surface and a lot of churches were scratching their heads going we we don't know we don't know what we think about these so-called secondary truths because we've not been focused on them um you know the doctor lloyd jones himself you know, tended to steer away a little bit from secondary issues. He was a man of his day. He was very helpful in recovering Calvinistic doctrine when it came to how God draws a soul to himself uh, through his son, uh, how, how he draws an individual to himself. But when it came to those same truths being applied to a church, how do the doctrines of grace how do you bring those things to bear upon church life? That wasn't Lloyd Jones's strength, um, and um, and so there's something there for us to build on. We're thankful for that work that went on in in the '60s and '70s, you know, and onwards with with Lloyd Jones. But it, you know, it, it wasn't enough. We needed to, you know, we needed more reform in the churches, and that now is beginning to be felt as a result of COVID, and so. Uh, in the UK, amongst confessional Baptists, there's a, a small but growing desire for confessional Baptist um, association. So Broken Wharf isn't happening in a vacuum. We're just a part of something else that's going on. So there's been a number of churches in the UK who have been seeking uh, a confessional association, um, which hasn't happened here really in the UK since before the general and the particular Baptists joined together and formed the Baptist, you know, at, at, you know, when the general Baptist joined the Baptist union. And of course, as we all know, that eventually led to the downgrade controversy. And then the effects of that were being still being felt all the way up until Lloyd Jones's day when the evangelicals then left the, the denominations because they had all gone so liberal. So really a confessional Baptist association hasn't existed over here. In, 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 in that sense for a good number of years. Um, although there are many people who tip their hat to the confession, not, not, they don't associate accordingly. Um, and so there's a small and grow, but growing desire for confessional Baptist association. And when the churches began discussing that, 
Um, they also then begin to talk about training. If we're going to associate as churches, then we need to think about training men for the ministry accordingly. Um, and so those conversations began, and then eventually um, we have a close relationship with Jim Renahand over there, and IRBS UK was launched, um, and that's continuing to grow at the moment. Uh, eventually the the plan is for that to become a fully-fledged uh, British seminary that's confessionally based, which doesn't exist over here from a confessional Baptist position. Uh, but then with that as well, then came the need for, for, for books and for people to be able to read books, which is why Broken Morph sort of cropped up. Um, so that's kind of where we fall in the sort of, and that's a very sort of quick summary of things uh, about the UK and confessional Baptist in particular. Is that helpful? Darren, I really... Yes, I re I really appreciate the illustration that you you put forward in the front with the the vineyard and and contrasting the way things tend to be in the Bible Belt in places like Missouri from what you've encountered in the UK. With that said, though, do you have any additional final encouragements to our listeners as it relates to the Broken Wharf things going on in the UK and just future projects? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, what I would say is kind of related to what I've already mentioned. Um, it is, it is a small, but it is a growing desire for confessional Baptist association here in the UK. Uh, I mentioned before, you know, there are questions being asked. What is this? Is this narrow? You know, if we're confessional, doesn't make doesn't that make us narrow people? Narrow churches expecting people to agree on so many areas in order to to get along with each other and this, that, and the other. Um, but we're really seeking to look at, at, you know, what what were the original intentions of the the framers of our confession? What did what were they doing there when 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 they uh, you know wrote the confession and then eventually formally owned the confession as their confession of faith uh, was that something that was being done that was narrow well we would say not at all um, they were seeking to identify with the greater reformed stream that was already there in existence through the congregationalists and the presbyterians and further back you know and so uh, there is this small, it is small, and we can't get away from that. It's a small desire, but it is a growing desire. And more and more churches are beginning to come out of the woodworks and start asking questions here in the UK, as, and as well as churches in Europe that we've been in touch with. Um, you know, th this is something that we've just not had over here, they've said. We've not had anything like this. We've not, no one's been seeking to, to kind of push this narrative, as it were, uh, and to, and to, encourage people to think a thing, think about things in this way. Uh, and so what I would say is that Broken Wharf, hopefully, and our prayer is that the Lord would use our meager efforts to, to, to say, look, if you're looking for, if you want, if you've got questions about confessional Baptist Christianity in the UK and Europe, there's a place that you can go to now. There's a place that you can come, you can read, you can hear what others are saying, you can, um, you know, you can even benefit from those across the pond where you guys are, who, you know, are teaching us in a sense about our own confession now, you know. And um, so I would encourage people that if, if, if they are really scratching their heads about, you know, what do we believe about the church and 
if there's concerns about whether this is something that's narrow or not, I would encourage you, you know, listen, listen to some of the podcasts, read some of the blogs. And there you'll find, we pray, a lively and vibrant form of confessionalism that really hasn't been known here since, you know, since the 18th century, really. Amen. And and yeah. thank you for coming on to the podcast, Darren, and just yeah. sharing what's going on with the Broken Wharf, informing us what's going on in the UK. Um, really, thank you for coming on the podcast yeah. to discuss these things. Yeah, more than welcome. Impress and, on, brothers. And we have been talking with Darren Gilchrist with the Broken Wharf. Um, I encourage you to go. I believe they're on Twitter. Go follow them on Twitter and also look up their website, see see what they're doing, look at the blogs and all those things. But to our listeners, we want to wish you grace and peace. For additional content, check out our blog ministry at covenantconfessions.com. Also, keep up with our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Next, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Lastly, thank you for listening to the Covenant Podcast. Grace and peace to you.